morning from Sleepless in Dubai. My name's Julie Marlin and we are live from 25 hours. Um, I am the founder of Nurture to Sleep. My background is very much based evidence, research, and all things family, and of course, all things sleep. I am the mother of three adult daughters, and I'd now like to hand over to my co-host, Laura. Yes, my name is Laura Buckwell. I am an international event MC. I am a broadcast journalist and former TV news anchor, and most importantly, a mother of two. And we are very privileged to have on the podcast today the incredible, the very beautiful Suki Liu, who is an ex-TV presenter, an entrepreneur, and uh, she very much works very closely with the government and even speaks Arabic, and she's here with us today. Thank you, Laura. Hello, everyone. So happy to be here. <laughs> so fantastic to have you here. We love your energy. Tell us about yourself and your journey into entrepreneurship as well as your TV background. Where did it all start? Well, I think, you know, like everyone came to Dubai. So now I've been living in Dubai like for the past 10 years. And I believe, you know, like Dubai is the dream of a lot of people. Everyone came here. Like I came here like 10 years ago, like everyone else. We always say this like, okay, another two years, another two years. It's like everyone's story. And we all ended up here for such a long time, I've seen people, they say, okay, I'm just come to Dubai for two years. And they ended up here like 20, 30 years. Like, it's happening like every day. So 10 years ago, like I came to Dubai. I was a TV presenter with a Chinese TV. And then I started to have like my TV show and I was like interviewing different celebrities. When they come over here, we discuss like what's happening between the Middle East and China. So when we're talking about China, we're talking about like 1.4 billion people. So for the TV station, we have like 1.4 billion subscribers. So it's like, we talk about the numbers, like really, really massive. That's phenomenal. Yeah, so I was really lucky. I had a show and I interview all of these, you know, incredible people and they're super successful, even like a lot of entrepreneurs, you know. And then I was like, okay, so this is like my playground, you know, but I was already um, like very happy, you know, what I was doing. Then until one day, like my producer, she's been always like very, very tough with me, like my agent back to, back then. So she was like, why don't you go to learn Arabic? Because we have a lot of chance to interview a lot of, you know, like Middle East celebrity, like Nancy Ajram, like uh, Burkis, you know. I was like, oh, really? And then I just, you know, wanted to try and I went to school. So that two years of my life was really crazy. So you speak fluent Arabic now? Yeah. And then after I do news in Arabic, it's. Like, That's so incredible. It's, 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 it's really hard. Really hard. You know, so when, but while the time I was in the school, uh, I was the only Chinese. And my teacher, she doesn't have any mercy on me. She said, if you can speak Chinese, for sure you can speak Arabic. Was, Excuse me, I grow up with Chinese, you know. And then like learning Arabic, it's a very, very difficult journey. Because back then, um, like daytime, I was in the TV studio and then like after work, like I go to the school, you know, but I also pushed myself very hard. I did three hours a day, like this kind of life for two years. Yeah. Oh, this is so, so sorry. To, this is so interesting because, <laughs> you know, when we're looking at sleep work, particularly with our children, mm. you know, one of the things I, I really, really impress on parents is that sleep is about building resilience. Mm -hmm. And resilience is not born, resilience is learned. So you're doing that for those three hours every day. You've really demonstrated your resilience as a human being. That's but, what we want. Yeah, but you know, like back then, I don't have any sleeping issue. No, like now today, <laughs> it's like today. So 
So after like the TV career, now I'm like after 10 years here, I have two companies in Dubai. One is the PR agency. The other one is I own the events management company. So when you have your own business after, and you start to have so much like sleeping issues. I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. You manage your stuff. And then like also um, you every day, like 24 hours is really like not enough. You know, you really need 25 hours. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but interestingly, um, you know, we were talking earlier on a previous podcast about if you're a seven or a nine hour sleeper or, you know, if eight hours, now, if you're having eight hours, mm -hmm. then you're waking up in the middle of a sleep cycle. Yeah. So, it, so it, it really is your seven or nine hours. But most importantly, if you get the good quality sleep, yeah. and I'm, I'm not advocating this, but if you get the good quality sleep, and the research is really clear, mm -hmm. six and a half hours of good quality sleep is, is going to enable you to, for your memory restoration to yeah. function. Uh, because there's a lot of experts that uh, you know out there now who are really educating your high-level entrepreneurs, um, your huge um, CEOs. Because the reality is, you can't get. I, I really agree what you just said mm -hmm. because. Well, it's, it's my assistant. She was telling me, Mother, you didn't sleep well yesterday because like the second day I feel, I feel like grumpy. You know, you don't know, like one small things can make you like exploded, you know. So I, I, I really believe it's, it's sleeping or like you need to also like eat properly. Like the whole thing, you need to be like on, on track. Yeah. yeah. And if we're looking, you know, you, you were talking about coming over here from China and culturally, China actually places a huge amount of uh, priority and, and yeah. with sleep, mm -hmm. you know, culturally in your wellness. So you were saying that um, you're not getting enough sleep or mm -hmm. you might be not having it. If we look at China as a country, mm -hmm. we know now in terms of the data, you'll get China is getting below average mm -hmm. globally in terms of sleep. If we look at technology that China, China has a high usage of technology mm -hmm. and technology you know has a huge impact when it comes to sleep mm -hmm. but again growing up what would you say your relationship was around sleep trust me i try i try everything try to have a good sleep you know um i would tell you my one of my experience um every time like when i go back to china we have like this kind of a spa place it's like therapy but they have, you know, for example, like if you go to a sauna and like you're in a very warm place and then you sweat, so you know, then you're like this kind of ritual. But in China, there's a proper place. Um, not really like very often, like people, they know like where, where to go these places. But because on our body and the Chinese medicine, we have a lot of different uh, pre pressure. So you will. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So if. We talk about like back like 5,000 years ago, there are certain like very old Chinese doctors, they know what to press on your body and then you will like for asleep. I've been trying, like trying so hard, try to find this kind of certain point like where I can fall asleep, for you know, <laughs> try for so long. Then I found one place in Shanghai. Um, they're like, um, so basically they just do like normal massage or like certain point. And then you were in the, bathroom it's like when you're in a sauna but it can only fit yourself and then they steam you you know and then you feel like super super relaxing and then they, they put you in the bed and they put some 
like herbal or, or, or something. You, it smells for me, it smells like very much like lavender, mm. but you fall asleep and deeply. Yeah. This is what I was so obsessed with, you know, for like pe person like me, I have like sleeping problem, you know. So that that was, you know, the thing I really, really missed about China, you know, like if I go there, like I was really the first place to go. Yeah, it's amazing. So tell us a little bit more about Chinese sleep culture then mm -hmm. and are there sort of different aspects within each generation as well? Mm -hmm. So let's say like the the sleeping culture, like a certain routes, I would say the young generation, and the old generation are very, very different. I, I did some research from my side yesterday before I come you on the podcast. <laughs> so I know like there are a lot of old Chinese women, their like average age will be like 1,002. One, oh, sorry, not 1,000, 100, sorry. 1,000 is like a turtle. Sorry, <laughs> <I'm> amazing, wow. <laughs> no, sorry, 100, 102, 104, something. So like people, they asking them like what you really do to keep yourself healthy and to living this long, you know, and the, the, the answer they give it to, to people are very interesting. Make a guess what they will say. Like, do you think like they don't smoke or they don't drink or? Well, yeah, you'd expect it to be nutrition and, 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 and there's a slow pace of life, I would have thought, right? What, what do you think, Julie? Uh, you wouldn't have technology, for example. They say stay away from men, first of all. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> number one. Number one, no, let's joke aside. But but they do things like very properly. For example, the old generation, they will always have like the food spot before they go to sleep. Very, very hot water. And then it also puts like the Chinese herbal or so. Sometimes even with like a lot of uh, material inside, it can be the Chinese ginger. Ginger is amazing thing. Ginger is like yes. the amazing thing for, for everything, you know, almost everything, it's, it's, you know, like yeah. it stimulates your metabolism, you know, and um, and also like they do, um, I, I don't know, like a lot of uh, this kind of, they put the herbal in, 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 a, in a pack and like a teapot, you know, okay. and, and then they burn it and then they put it in the, in, in, in the water. And then because the feet are very, very important, you know, these old ladies, they never, uh, have their bare feet walking on the ground because the temperature on the grounds like comes to very cold to your body as in general like we women like our body temperature like are lower than the the men like in general you know right. so they they always wear socks you know and especially in chinese culture there are certain things like when after women deliver the baby one month it sounds disgusting, but not allowed to let them wash the hair because all the, this coldness, this kind of water, water intention goes to your body. It's, it's very, it's very bad, you know. That interesting. Wow. It is interesting. Um, but temperature, you know, plays such an important yeah. part in our sleep. And we think about old wise tales and very often mm -hmm. they don't know, but there is now a lot of science in all these different aspects. So. Temperature is absolutely critical, yeah. but what we also need to recognize is um, throughout different stages in our lives, our relationship with sleep changes. So it is, we have different journeys throughout. So premenopausal, mm -hmm. our core body temperature is raised mm -hmm. and that has a huge effect. Can, can, can I interrupt you here? Because, you know, I remember there was one time I had this conversation with one of the celebrities I was interviewing my show. He looks like he's or like 
uh, his real age is like 60 or something, but he looks like 30. You know, it's really, really incredible. And I checked very carefully on his face. He didn't do like surgery or something. Because I was like very close with him, you know. <laughs> then I asked him like how they can, you know, keep the... Uh, first of all, we are Asian. So we are aged like a little bit, not that obvious, you know. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, but but then I asked him that he did some certain things, you know, to keep to keep him look 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 like this. He always say like he never drink like ice cold drinks, ice cold water, ice cold, you know, like I or something. Yeah. yeah. So you notice that like like every time when he comes to a show, like he has a assistant gives like a hot tea or something with goji berry, which is this is amazing for your body. Nice. You know? And 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 then they, so they always keep your body like like Julie, she said like the body temperature is very, very important. You know, they never have anything like a super super cold one of one of the reasons that we have this is that you know the happy hormone mm-hmm. which is serotonin then uh 96 of the serotonin that we have is produced in our gut mm-hmm. and therefore it is one of the really fundamental building blocks for sleep mm-hmm. it's one of the converters as well so when we have the serotonin then that boost the melatonin and all those other incredible neurotransmitters. Mm -hmm. GABA is another very, very important neurotransmitter, um, which reduces anxiety and which enables us to sleep. So it's really important. But so when we are having like things which are ice cold, we're actually compromising the microbiome in our gut. So that's why having something at room temperature Mm -hmm. is really important to sustain that very, very important balance of microbiome. So there is so much in that, what you're saying and about the temperature. Equally, you know, um, we talk about your hands and feet being the least accurate yeah. place, and particularly if I'm thinking about children, the le- least accurate um, indicator of your core body temperature, particularly with our babies. Mm-hmm. But what we also have to recognize is that with our babies and us as adults, mm-hmm. if our hands are really, really cold, mm-hmm then that actually traps the heat mm-hmm. in our body. And so our body then produces more and more heat because the hands are cold, and then that impacts our sleep. Yeah, so it, that the environment in which we sleep in is really important. And I have actually recommended a couple of times to some uh, clients who, for example, their husband likes it really, really cold, and they are really, they're freezing. So in order to compromise everyone, I've actually told um, clients to go to bed with, socks, cashmere socks. Mm-hmm. And it allows your feet to be warm, but for you not to overheat. So that from, from tomorrow, Laura, Laura she's still going to check if she has ice cube in the oh, <laughs> Because there's nothing better when you come from exercise, you're doing exercise and it's freezing cold water. Yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah, most delicious yeah, yeah. thing. But you'd expect your body to sort of, you know, warm it up immediately. But yeah, that's that's terrible. You know, like I used to have a neighbor, like I, I saw I saw her in the gym, like six o'clock in the morning, she has a bottle of like ice cold water. Like she's just drinking... I was like, oh my God, like I cannot even imagine, you know, how bad, like, because you have a lot of coldness, like this yeah. water intention, like it keeps it off. I'm never drinking that again, yeah. No, but fortunately, in terms of the gym, um, it compensates the coldness mm-hmm. because actually with doing the exercise, it is raising your core body temperature. Mm-hmm. So both of them are helping to compensate, regulate. That's why, that's why they say the advice is, um, that not to exercise three hours before you go to bed. The reason being because of raising your core body temperature. Because if you raise your core body temperature, it suppresses um, the melatonin. 
At Mirabel, passion fuels global connections. For more than 30 years, our international team has launched campaigns across continents through targeted marketing strategies, captivating promotions, and innovative media solutions tailored to brands ranging from fashion to travel and tourism to health and well-being, and so much more. Let our cross-cultural experience engage your audiences. Discover the Mirabel difference at mirabel.co.uk. I, I would tell you one thing, like, I, I, I feel like it's, it's the culture difference. I have a lot of girlfriends, you know, they immigrate to the U.S. So when they deliver the baby, they deliver in, in U.S. So after they, they deliver the baby and the doctor will give her like a glass of ice cube water and uh, the mother of my girlfriends, like, they scream, <laughs> they scream, they were like, oh, no, it's not Isn't that funny? I don't think I'm ever going to drink iced water again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you're this incredible presence online as well. And you do a lot of jet setting and you, you travel the world. And I know you're traveling to China tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how do you manage those sort of nine hour flights? I mean, I've just done, I did like a seven hour flight the other day and, you know, it completely floors you because you don't properly sleep. Yeah. And I, I get stuck into the into the TV and the movies oh. and the on-flight entertainment. Oh. So how do you manage that? And what is, did you have any type of routine or any advice you could give travel? I always try to have routine, but I ended up, I'm such a free spirit, you know? <laughs> it's like always out of play. No, but like on the, on the plane, like I always have this uh, habit. I try to bring my own food, you know? Cause it's, it's like, I, I, I love Emirates. Next time Emirates should sponsor us. You know? <laughs> so I, most of the time I take Emirates. So. Uh, they have good food on the, on the aircraft, but I always prefer to bring my own fruits because, you know, like the fruits are so good for your body and I don't really like to have cold food, mm -hmm. you know, so I try to have something simple like nuts or, you know, berries. I love all the berries, you know, raspberry, blueberry, blackberries, all the berries. Um, and, and, and then you just try to, oh, by the way, we have this amazing thing in, in China, this kind of iPad, yeah, like steam, you know, yeah. once you open it, like a steam, like, and then it, like your eyes. Yes, automatically. Not like the steam, steam hot, like, but it's super warm. It's so relaxing. Oh, is that like, is that, is that battery powered or what is it? No, it's, it's like, um, I, I, I wish I, I, I brought it to the, yeah. you know, like you, you open it, it's like dip, disposal, you know, so you open it. And cool. okay. So when you, when you sleep on their aircraft, they give you this, same thing. Yeah. But the one, it just like have a little bit steam, you know, like the, what the world of iMask now is so elevated. Yeah. There's a company in the US and the fabric that they're using is um, engineered to such a way that um, it obviously lets, keeps everything around you, mm -hmm. doesn't let any light in. But it is uh, enhancing for the skin, mm. and it. There are others which, are, like you say, are impregnated with um, lavender, so it it really helps mm. and soothes. So mm. certainly, that I would absolutely recommend that an eye mask would be one of the things. In fact, that you and um, Ariana Huffington, she doesn't go anywhere without her eye mask, yeah, so that she can take a nap, you know. And that we were talking earlier, the nap within the Chinese culture mm -hmm. um, is is really from generations. And I think that's really fascinating when we're looking at sleep and cultures. You know, if we look at the Europeans, if we look at the Spanish, if we look at the Greek, if we look at the Italians, the nap culture is so important within, and it's the same in China. We, we actually have a lot more in common than we do realize with the nap culture. 
And what is the perfect nap time? So again, this is really, really interesting. If we're looking at um, NASA, so NASA, mm -hmm. according to NASA, the perfect nap is 26 minutes. Mm -hmm. And why? 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 And they needed their astronauts to have that fleet that was uh, restorative and replenishing, so memory restoration and that they can function. Mm -hmm. And what they found was 26 minutes was the perfect nap. Mm -hmm. So timing. So that's really important. Yeah. Uh, so you can do that on your flight tomorrow if you need a, a quick cat nap. But also the other thing about on your flight is that the first half of your flight, if you can, or is that you don't, you know, look at screens. You sleep if you can. Mm -hmm. And then the latter half, that's when you do your screen. Mm -hmm. So really try and work with that because mm -hmm. that's what's... And then there's lots of really good apps. But they're talking about NASA, there's a really amazing app. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's called Night Shift. Mm -hmm. And this tells you when to drink your coffee, when to drink your water, when to sleep, what food to eat. You know, so to prevent very, jet lag. Yeah, very, very, very interesting because, you know, like in Chinese culture... Each day we have 24 hours. So NASA, you have like, when is the best to drink coffee and to, to sleep? In China, we have a certain hours, which is the best for you to sleep. So all of your organs, when they will rest properly. I, I don't remember all, but I, I, I believe the best sleeping time, they mentioned as like this old lady who lived so long above like 100 years old, they sleep like 8 or 9 p.m. Which this time, what are you doing? I mean, I'm working. <laughs> so, like, they sleep or 8 or 9 p.m. And then they wake up the, uh, the following day, let's say around 5 o'clock. Something like that. This is the, the best. But it's very, very hard to follow as, yeah, okay. you know, like... So, what you're really referring to here uh, quite often is what we call the genetics. Or in mm -hmm. terms of genetics, our chronotype. Mm -hmm. So, it's about recognizing what your chronotype is. Are you, as we talked before, are you a lark or are you an owl? And once you identify that, that's when you will find the best time to exercise for you because it is unique to you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no point in you doing exercise first thing in the morning if your chronotype is an owl mm -hmm. because your body is not going to be at its optimum specifically for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in terms of the elderly now, you know, these old wise tales, that was very relevant for them, but the world in which we now live in, technology is playing a huge factor in disrupting our sleep. Mm -hmm. But it's not just technology, it's what we're eating, it's the additives in which we're eating. It's, um, you know, our stress levels, all of these are impacting our sleep in a way that has never happened throughout, you know, from generations to generations. So it's re absolutely respecting, <clears throat> you know, our cultures, but really trying to manage and set realistic goals. But you know, like for, for me, I'm really, really envy my assistant. She can sleep every single hour and everywhere, you oh know? God. Sometimes I even wonder if she can sleep while she's standing. But for me, <laughs> I always have a problem. Like I, it takes me so long to try to fall asleep, you know? Like I try to play uh, like sleeping music. I turn off all these, you know, like curtains at, uh, at, at in, in my bedroom. But then like, it took me so long because I think maybe this is not only the issue for me. I think I believe it's for a lot of people. You have so many stress in your mind, um, so many other things, you know, you think it will happen in the daytime and tomorrow, what are you going to do? So you have like so many things and just stop you for having a great sleep, like the quality of the sleeping. So how we can 
how we can find a better solution. Yeah, what for that. advice, Julie? Yes. So we know, for example, that the gold standard, and it's so evidence-based for, for insomnia in mm-hmm. cognitive behavioral therapy, so CBTI, and in the UK, for example, that is now available on prescription because, of course, sleep is medicine. And, you know, within, within the culture of China, they have recognized that long, long before we did, although we've chosen to ignore it here in the West too. But absolutely, looking at different elements such as um, your environment that you're sleeping, yes, the, the uh, darkness of the room, the temperature of the room, what happens before you go to sleep, So there isn't one single component that doesn't support the other. Mm -hmm. And if all of those components, such as um, having that half an hour of dial down time, putting your phone in a, so your phone absolutely not coming into the bedroom. I truly never ever sleep with my phone. But I do understand with parents, I think for you as as parents, I think having your phone in the room, I know, I understand why. No, mine's always in my room, always. And then my alarm's on my phone. I mean, it's no. just always there, yeah. No, it really shouldn't. It absolutely disturbs your sleep completely. So in terms of that perfect night's sleep and looking what could, these are the elements. But another thing would be journaling. Again, research that has a really positive impact on your sleep. If you were in bed and you couldn't sleep and you're tossing and turning for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, get up. Get up out of your bed. Don't, because... Our brain is such an associative machine, massive. And so if it associates being in bed and not sleeping, then you're setting yourself up for the next night of not sleeping. Mm-hmm. So things like that really will help in terms of a perfect night's sleep. So in your mind, what would be the perfect night's sleep? What would that look like? Is there like a sort of routine to sort of get there as well? Yeah, I need to just... Very proper. So it's like a long ceremony for that. So I always like you. So I, I think the most important is like before you go to sleep, you need to really relax your mind. You need yes. to, you know, let you rest and not to think of, you know, all of these problem issues, pressure, what you have. Um, and then for me, I want to do the first thing is I put my phone in the living room, not in the bedroom. Good. So you don't really think of that, you know, like who's calling you or you have all of this like keep your mind very stressive yeah exactly and uh, and then i will just you know put a hot tea and i'll really recommend like chamomile because like chinese roots are always coming out like happy to sleep um and then like you take a hot uh hot bath of shower yes and yeah and then you know like you be relaxed and i put a lot of uh, lotion to make sure like, like lavender you know, also nowadays there are a lot of products, even like the shower, it's like sleeping shower. It's it's just lavender flavor, you know. Not Iceland. It's like a perfect marketing, you know, but like it give you the smell, it help you to to sleep. And and also like I, I remember I was in Action Provence, I was in uh, France that time because they're very famous for the love lavender there. I bought so many things, a lot of I use like a lot useless or so, you know, but I ship all that. I, I remember I bought one pillow. It really smells like old uh, lavender flavor. I don't know, it's working enough, but for me, like psychologically, you feel like it helps you to sleep, you know? So, uh, and with that also, oh, it's something very interesting. It's like, I don't know if you know, like the Chinese guasha. So you have the face guasha, so it's like lifting your face, but we have a, like a little bit uh, guasha. It's kind of, like you massage your feet a little bit because you know, like under your 
feeds. There are so many different uh, Serena, but that's just a yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of points can really help you to relax and help you to to sleep. And then, so I I can't end on that note without saying um, when you were using the products on your, you know, bath time and bath. There are so many products out there now, but it, one of the best ones is anything that contains magnesium. And magnesium is the sleep mineral, and that relaxes our central nervous system. Now, if you were to take a magnesium capsule. And and when to take one hour before bedtime, one hour before, um, and interestingly, uh, we know that magnesium now definitely as premenopausal or menopausal, um, it actually is building your brain and reduces the likelihood of Alzheimer's and dementia. So magnesium is really really important for lots of things, not just sleep. But what's the patient? Because magnesium you have four hundred mg. <clears throat> So what I see the effervescent tablets, and actually, funnily yeah. enough, I take those if I'm nervous before then. Yeah. In the morning, if I'm like we're stressed, like oh my god, you know. Yeah. And then sometimes it happens, you know, and there's always anxiety and adrenaline and everything. I always take a magnesium. I mean, there's so much we could we could do a whole podcast just on magnesium. But um, and there's lots of research say when you combine different types of magnesium, like three different types of magnesium, that really is so helpful for your sleep. But really the one that is recognized for sleep is magnesium glycate. So that really helps with your sleep. But going back to if you take it as a capsule, if you have a bath and have a soap in magnesium um, flakes, for example, bicarbonate of soda, magnesium, that is five times more effective having a bath in magnesium, having a Nike than one capsule. Yes. Yeah. It's because our skin is the largest organ of the body. And so we are absorbing it. So that was great advice. So well done you in terms of putting that on your skin. And I say it's one of the things that I will say to my parents. You know, if I, if they have a child who is really quite anxious about sleep, there's really nice oils now that, that contain magnesium and have that as part of their bath time routine. So there's lots of things that we can do. This has been wonderful. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's really good. So again, just to say a huge thank you uh, for being part of this conversation. I know, so many things. Every single podcast episode. It's so amazing. But I think it's the sharing of information and, and that's what's really the driving force behind the podcast is the sharing of information because we all have so much knowledge, all of us. And again, if we can educate. So in terms of sleep and getting our best sleep, recharge, reset, and absolutely you'll be able to conquer whatever it is that you want to do.